0: Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I am your excited host, Dr. Sherry. Get ready for a girl power story, y'all. I'm here to introduce to you today my friend, Christina Buiri, who is the owner of Rustin Limousine, the area's largest private transportation company and the only one owned by a woman. Why am I telling you this? Well, first, you're going to hear her personal story. You're going to hear Christina talk about how this very successful woman, (laughs) from the outside, you look at her and you think, wow, she's raised kids successfully. She started businesses successfully. You're going to hear a little secret from her about the truth that once upon a time, she had no confidence in herself, and you're going to hear how she responded to that. You are going to hear a lot of overcoming, a lot of thriving in the thick of it from my friend, Christina. Before we get there, I want to make sure I share with you the special offer that Christina is sharing with you, the listeners of the Thriving Thoughts podcast. It is a special offer just for you through her company, Rest and Limousine. Hey, do you and some friends want to go on a private winery tour? You know, this is the perfect social distancing activity to get away from it all, get away from all of the responsibilities and cares and spend some time bonding and uniting with you and your girlfriends. Well, Rest in Limousine is offering you, because you're listening to this podcast, 20% off of your private winery tour to get the details on the offer. And the promo code that you'll use to book your personal private winery tour through Rest and Limousine. All you need to do is text the word LIMO, L-I-M-O, to 369 2139 Text LIMO to 540-369-2139. And now, without further ado, let's hear it from the woman herself, this girl power story straight from the mouth of Christina Buiri. What are you in the thick of right now? I'm in the thick of so many things. Uh,
1: <laughs> obviously, my business is number one. And, okay. Uh, the coronavirus has um, impacted us greatly. Uh, yeah.
0: So, hey, Christina, really quickly to de- not to derail you, but to derail you, uh, tell our listeners really quickly what your business is, and I think that okay. will give them some additional insight.
1: Okay. So I'm Christina Bueri and I am president and CEO of Rest and Limousine. We are the largest limousine and bus company in Washington, D.C., and I'm proud to say we're the 10th largest in the country. Wow. Uh, and of course, the only one run by a woman. So I'm oh, a woman my. in a in male-dominated industry.
0: That's incredible, and
1: Christina. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I ha- This is my passion. I've been doing it 30 years, and I just found something I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. um in fact women in general are really good at what i do which is logistics
0: uh-huh.
1: uh you know we're we're all we're moms and we're juggling all the balls at home yep. and so running a limousine and bus company is like juggling balls all day long <laughs> all and day long. we're good at that we're used to that that's how god created us as yeah. just great uh logistics people so um Been in business 30 years and um, most of it has been phenomenal. Uh, The last three years have been really rough uh, because we've had labor shortages and
0: really now
1: there are more opportunities for drivers. They can drive for Uber, they can drive for Amazon, they can can do food delivery. Yeah. I mean, everyone is having everything delivered even before the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. there's been a shortage of drivers, which has made it a real challenge for me because um, I I need 450 drivers to maximize my
0: fleet. How many, how many Um, people do you have on your team in its entirety?
1: So I have, actually, I'm sorry, that number was wrong. So I have 250 vehicles. Uh Most of them are buses. Um, I still have sedans, limousines, and vans, but my bread and butter is the bus business.
0: Okay. And
1: um, like coach charters or? I do. I do have coach charters, but but the majority of my buses are called mini buses and they're like 25 passenger mini buses. Got it. And we use those mini buses to do shuttles for universities, hospitals, mm-hmm. corporate uh, shuttles. So um, of the 450 employees I had before the, the pandemic, 350 were drivers mm-hmm. and a hundred, a hundred people were not drivers. So the hundred people were um, office staff, Mm -hmm. you know, accounting, dispatch, mechanics, and car washers. Mm -hmm. When the pandemic hit, I had
0: to let 300 people go. Oh my, I I cannot. (laughs) Okay, I can't wrap my head around that, but we're going to wrap our heads around that together. I want to ask you this question. So, well, two questions, Christina, just to back up a few minutes and we'll dive into it a little more deeply here because I know the listeners want to hear what your experience is. I hear that. I hear that like I had to let 300 people go and my mind immediately, like my little panic switch went on for you. Like (laughs) I had this um, vicarious reaction for you thinking, my gosh, that must have been um, very heavy. But here's the other thing. In the media, when COVID struck and we, you know, were hearing a lot about different industries being impacted. We particularly heard about the hospitality industry. We heard about air transportation. Uh, We heard about, you know, the hotels, the restaurants, like I said, but we didn't really hear about ground transportation. And I don't think that we really stopped to realize that people stopped going anywhere.
1: That's correct. Uh, Literally, uh, people stopped going anywhere. Now, I am very lucky and blessed that some of my customers continued to need service. Um, So I do have about 65 buses running Okay. Um, We are considered an essential business. So we stayed open the whole time, but all of my employees were working from home that could.
0: Now, did you know that at the time that everything started to turn, did you know that you were qualified as an essential business? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay.
1: You know, we drive doctors and we drive pilots and we drive, we do organ transplantation. So, Oh my. um, And we get people to work every day because we do these Metro shuttles. And so if we stop providing that service, you know, it would have been a problem for so many people. Um, And of course we wanted to stay open and we we were very grateful that we are an essential business. Yeah. On a personal note, when this all happened, I just was very depressed and I, I didn't, I couldn't see a way out of it. All I could think about was in a matter of time, I will be shutting my doors and the 30 years Mm. I put into this company are going to disappear in a poof wow um but fortunately the government has did step in with the paycheck protection program Mm -hmm. and we applied for that you know the day that loudon county was on the list great and we we received a significant amount of money um about Mm mid-april and uh that gave us an opportunity to sort of uh take a step back and go okay we have some breathing room now yeah uh we also were able to get all of our lenders to uh, defer payments for six months. Mm-hmm. And so wow. all of my vehicles, all my bank loans were deferred for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were able to negotiate lower payments for a lot of the things that we do pay for still, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, p- like for rent. You know, people were very willing to help us out and they, they don't want us to go out of business and sure. so they're, they made a lot of, um, you know, great, uh, opportunities for us to save money.
0: So, and, and that goes back to the logistical juggling that you talked about at the beginning that you, you know, you're inherently gifted with. Um, and I, you know, I look at that as like a great conductor, you know, somebody that's able to say, okay, this part, now it's your turn to play in this part, this part, but can you help us uh, understand a little bit about how you, how did you navigate the? You mentioned the word depressed, like you know, when did that start? Was it immediately or was it kind of a, a, a buildup as you realized the seriousness of COVID? And how did you, like, what was the moment where you shifted that depression into this logistical juggling to, you know, make stuff happen?
1: So basically what I did was I pretty much drowned my sorrows in wine and, <laughs> yeah. and food. Yeah. I just thought, well, this is such a painful, you know, existence for me that I'm going to make myself happy by having whatever I want to eat and I'm going to drink my wine and I'm just going to, you know, I would go home every night and just watch the news and try and figure out what was happening. And about six weeks in, I had gained 11 pounds and I thought, oh my goodness, uh, what am I doing? I'm just going to make everything worse if I gain weight. Right. And um, I thought, you know, this is the only time in my life that I don't have to go networking four nights a week. <laughs> I don't have to do business lunches. I don't have to do business dinners. I'm not being invited to these 10 course wine dinners. This is my chance to right. actually get healthy and lose weight. Yeah. So um, a friend of mine called me and said she'd gotten, gotten down to 110 pounds. And I was like, whatever you're doing, send it to me. <laughs> I got on a program. I literally lost 9 pounds in 6 days and was wow. was hooked on this new uh program which is basically you have to eat uh every 3 hours
0: something every 3 hours. Uh-huh.
1: And I then lost 25 pounds.
0: Wow, Christina.
1: And I became So you lost coach. more
0: weight than you did before.
1: Yes, I lost more weight than I had gained.
0: Okay, wow.
1: And I was just so happy with myself and happy that I had found this program that I decided to become a health coach. And and, and now I am coaching other people to do the same thing. So it's really ironic that the pandemic led me to this place where I have this little side gig of helping other people and it just makes me so happy.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you, and and this is probably putting you on the spot because you've got, you know, 30 years invested in in this beautiful work and conducting that you're doing through Rest and Limousine, but what what puts the pep in your step more now? The health coaching or the work at Rest and Limo?
1: Well, I have to say that Working at Rest in Limousine Limousine is always going to be number one for me. It's my first child. It's my first baby. It's my company. And um, once I realized that I wasn't going out of business, I realized also that it was a great chance to fix what was broken Mm. and Mm. streamline the company, put in new policies, procedures, and systems in place so that when we come out of this, we're a stronger company. So, of course, it's always going to be number one. And it's, it's... it's my my livelihood and my bread and butter. Um, the health coaching that I'm doing on the side is just something that is more of like a hobby. It's something I I enjoy mm-hmm. and it it brings me joy. So yeah, both of them are bringing me joy,
0: just in um, different ways.
1: But you know, as a as a mom who had five kids and was mm-hmm. pretty much a yo-yo dieter my whole life,
0: I did not know that about you, Christina. And here's yes. here's why I didn't know that about you. So I have to tell you. From an outsider's perspective, somebody watching you that doesn't know you personally, like, it's like, and you've probably been told this before, but it's like, you're up, you're like up here. You're like on this pedestal, like that woman is a dynamo. Like, I don't know how she does it. You know, you were founded Sterling Women. You've been in this, you know, the, I'm sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, CEO, right? Of Reston Limousine um, for 30 years. You've raised Five kids how old is your youngest 21 (laughs) like so can we talk about like in the thick of parenting young adults too Um, oh my gosh yeah (laughs) but I, I and and then so then you're telling me in the midst of this pandemic That you also discover this fresh love for health coaching and and helping other people get healthy. And I just think in my mind is just like, yes, that's exactly who, without knowing you, I knew you were. That's exactly who I knew you were. And that's how you present yourself. And I was so excited to be able to have you on the show um, because I thought people I know there's a lot of people who look up to you, but for people who don't know you, I wanted them to get a chance to know you and I wanted a chance to get to know you. So I'm just really grateful for this, but I want to I want to back up for a second because you said a few things that I want to touch on. I want to ask you, I want to learn from you. One of them is this. So talking about the busyness, you're a busy woman. Um, like you said, before COVID, you were doing all of these networking events you were going to meetings. I mean, there was probably, you were probably working, what, easily 16 hour days? Yes and no. I I, I don't even call it work because when you really love what you do, then it's not work. That's right. It was
1: more of a lifestyle. Yeah. I'm an extrovert and I love people. And so networking for me is a, a pleasure. Okay. Um, I'm on 10 boards of directors and I spend a lot of my time in in board meetings
0: Mm.
1: uh, for other organizations, and Mm -hmm. many of them are my big clients. Okay. So, you know, looking back at my life uh, and and my lifestyle, uh, now that I've gone through the pandemic and my life is different and I'm not spending that much time out of Mm -hmm. of the house, I don't, I really don't want to go back there. It was just crazy. It was crazy how over time I just piled more things onto my plate and I just, I thought that was what I had to do. I thought I had to work, you know, get up, go to the office, um, and be out networking that much. I felt like that's what I had to do to keep my business thriving. Wow. And, um, the beauty of of the pandemic is that all of that's being done by zoom now and you don't mm. have to get in your car and drive somewhere right. or be driven if you own a limousine company <laughs> right. and spend so much time on the road. Yeah. All of the time we all used to spend on the road is now, productive time that we're not spending on the road. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been, it's been a real shift for me to spend more time working from home. Yeah. Uh, I was never really a working from home person. I like to go to the office. I want to be in the middle of everything, but I really enjoy working from home. Now I I work from home mostly in the morning until about maybe 11 or 12, and then I'll go to the office. Okay. And I've been able to enjoy my home and my, Mm -hmm. my pets and my garden. Yeah. Um, I I honestly believe my quality of life right now is better than it ever was before.
0: That is so powerful. But for a split second, when it started, that was not readily apparent to you. Oh no. So was there a moment that that shifted for you or has it been kind of slowly progressive?
1: It was very progressive. Um, You know, because the, about six weeks after the, the virus hit, We were very busy because we were negotiating with all of our customers exactly what did they want us to do. Mm -hmm. Did they want us to stop serving them? Did they want us to, um, um, what kind of a a ramping up period were they expecting for us to go back to service? Mm -hmm. And what we did was we negotiated uh, some small retainers from the customers based on how quickly they wanted us to be ready to ramp back up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say, I do have three or four customers that are still paying me in full. Um, even though we're shut, they shut down the service because they want to retain their drivers and they want to retain their equipment. Okay. Um, but the majority of my customers are paying me nothing. And, you know, oh. some of them had wrapped buses and we had to unwrap the buses mm-hmm. and there was just a lot to do. Um, and so after that six week period was up and we kind of knew where we stood with everyone, mm-hmm. um, it was really weird because, uh, it got really quiet. And I would be sitting at my desk and no phone messages, no Mm. no phone calls uh, other than spam, very few emails. And I was just like, just a stark
0: contrast.
1: I just can't remember a time in my life when I was not busy. Mm. I mean, I worked three jobs when I was in college. (laughs) I can see that about you. I graduated from college. I had a job when I was 13 years old Mm. and this is the first time in my life where I had so little to do. Yeah. Um but I you know I wasn't too thrilled with it in the beginning but then it just started to kind of grow on me. Yeah. It's like it's never going to happen again so let's embrace this time where yeah. we have less to do and you know what
0: stop beating myself up for not being productive. Yeah. Or or for not believing you're being productive. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because I I think that well that was the question was the busyness and you totally answered it before I even got a chance to ask it. Um, you're so intuitive, so yeah. Just like if how was that shift for you um, in terms of going from being busy your whole life? I mean, and and I don't use that term lightly. Busy like engaged, engaged consistently in life every day, day in day out, um, and and the fact that you are an an extrovert. The fact that you thrive on that and you're energized by that, and certainly still you have the opportunity, much like we are now, of face-to-face interaction, but we know that's not the same um, as in-person interaction, Mm -hmm. especially when we can feel kind of one another's energy and that sort of thing. Um, So what have you been learning about yourself in this time based on that, based on you're an extrovert, that's your need, what are you learning ab- about yourself? Are you finding new layers of yourself? I really am. And, you know, that term extrovert,
1: mm-hmm. uh, I still believe I'm an extrovert. But I will say that if I have a really busy week, um, you know, by by Friday, I don't want to talk to people. And I really <laughs> like to kind of like just hunker right. down at home on the weekend yeah. and not do anything because I've kind of expanded all my energy. Yeah. So- I think it's possible that I'm really not an extrovert. I think maybe I'm what they call an ambivert where I'm sort of uh-huh. half and half. Yeah. And I'm, you know, when I'm on, I'm on, but when I'm not on, I don't want to be around people. Right. Um, and a good example of that is in the morning. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm not a morning person. I don't like to talk to anybody. Okay. And I just kind of like to be, you know, alone, drink my coffee, hang out with my cats. And I just need this quiet time in the morning. Yeah. Um and I'm, and I'm realizing that that it, there's nothing wrong with that. And I should always protect that yeah. uh, because then I'll, I'll have a better day if I can take care of myself in the morning
0: yeah.
1: and sort of do my little, you know, routine. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of that involves self care mm-hmm. and meditation and um, yoga and just this kind of sort of centering time in the morning uh, before my day starts. And is that something that you've done for a long time? A very long time. And, um, you know, I want to go back to talking a little bit about, about what it was like to grow a business and raise five kids.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: The reason why I was able to handle that and, and make it work was that actually 10 years into the business, my husband and I decided he would stay home with the kids and I would run the business. Okay. So, and this is a bit of a girl power story. So in the first 10 years, we <laughs> grew it to 5 million. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then we decided he'd stay home with the kids. And then the next 10 years I grew it to 17 million
0: Oh my and goodness.
1: asked for a divorce. And so I bought him out of the house and the business. Mm-hmm. And then 10 years later I grew it to 30 million. So it's definitely a girl power story. Yeah. But I want to give my husband credit because mm-hmm. he was home with the kids. So I didn't have to worry about grocery shopping, yeah. taking the kids to um, doctors mm-hmm. and sporting events. hmm I also was blessed with my mother-in-law uh, living with me. And so she was sort of the uh, cook. She, she loves to cook and she makes amazing food. And mm. she was also, you know, at the home, around the kids, uh, like a second mother. Yeah. And I also had an amazing housekeeper uh, from the Philippines mm. who's actually still with me today. She still works for wow. me part-time now. But those three people gave me a support system which allowed me to focus on the company. Yeah. And as a woman, what mm. I see is most women
0: don't have any kind of a support system.
1: I was just and- going
0: to ask you, Christina, um, I know there are women listening right now that, that are like salivating listening to you describe this going, oh my gosh, that sounds like the, the perfect storm to boost me to do what I want to do. What would you say to her? How would you encourage her?
1: But, you know, um, I have some really good advice, I believe, on that front. But uh, but but that being said, Monday through Friday, you know, obviously I was working. I was going to board meetings in the morning, board meetings at night. And then I'd come home on the weekend and my husband would be like, oh, I don't want to see the kids. I've been with them all week. They're yours.
0: Right. And so the
1: weekend was my time to entertain the kids, hang out with the kids, do whatever they wanted. And mm-hmm. so it really still was like two jobs. And mm-hmm. so what I did to get through that was every Monday for probably 20 years, maybe 25 years, I would get a 90 minute massage. Okay. Those 90 minutes were for me. Yeah. It was the only time, because when I'm at work, I was at my employee's disposal. Mm -hmm. When I was at home, I was at my kid's disposal, but that (laughs) one 90 minutes of massage was my time. And what it did was it kind of reset me. Uh, from the past week, and it gave me sort of the energy to go forward, and I I, I felt guilty. I'm like, oh, I'm spending $150 a week on this <laughs> massage. but it was what kept me sane. Yeah, yeah, insane. Um, and, and so then also, okay, so that's been about 25 years of massages. But then I also. <laughs>
0: Wait, wait, let me, can I stop you just for a second? I love that. You know, it's so funny how people are so different. I don't like people touching me, Christina. And so um, massages are just, they, they're they so not relaxing to me. I got one. I've gotten one in my lifetime and I like cried. because <laughs> It just
1: didn't feel good. It sounds to me like you didn't have the right therapist. <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe. Um, but I want to talk about that because- Here's what I hear a lot from women is, and it's not intentional, it's not um, an intentional self-sabotage, but I think it's a habitual one where women will say, I know I need to take care of myself, I know I need to take time for myself, but I just can't, I don't have enough time, like I need a day, I need a weekend, I need this, and you stole 90 minutes a week. And I think that's really, it's so powerful because I think too often we just think in this all or nothing mindset. And so then we settle for nothing as opposed to the something. So you mm-hmm. found your something, you found your 90 minute something and and you stayed faithful to that. So um, I was going to say also that 10 years ago, I was introduced to
1: a woman that does Reiki. Okay. And so she's actually the person that does my 90 minute massage. So in 90 minutes I get Reiki reflexology and massage. It's a, it's a, it's a three, four, you know, she does all three things in those 90 minutes and the energy work of the Reiki Mm -hmm. I believe is very powerful because when you are um, a type A woman like me, that's Mm -hmm. just pushing herself to the limit. Um, it's very hard for me to shut my mind down. And that's also why I do the meditation in the morning because um, I can't seem to quiet my mind and stop the thoughts from coming in. Mm-hmm. So when I do the Reiki, um, she, she uh, my mind is clear mm. and uh, I, I feel amazing when I come out of there. I, I feel like a new person every single week.
0: So um, it's fresh. It's a fresh feeling every week. It's not like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That felt good.
1: Yeah. And she finds things wrong with me sometimes. Like Mm. she will tell me a certain organ is, is stressed or I have this or that, or, you know, you can pick up negative energy like when Mm. you're traveling and things like that. So she clears my energy once a week. Mm. Um, And I think that was, uh, that's been a huge part of my sanity as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I highly recommend, you know, I highly recommend, I, I think a lot of women don't take care of themselves between their work and their kids and their family. And they're just always giving, giving, giving. Yeah. And I, I truly believe you have to take care of yourself if, if you're going to be able to give. Yeah. And so it's really more of a sort of a maintenance, preventative maintenance, I call it, just like mm-hmm. with the buses, you have to do your preventative.
0: <laughs> right. So let, let me ask you a couple of questions um, before we move on to you telling us a little bit about more about your business and how the listeners can access your services because we want to make sure you get exposure for that. Particularly right now, I want to know if um, so. I've heard i've I've heard that achieve, achievers, natural achievers, which it seems that that is um, a a gifting and a penchant of yours that they have to learn. They have to learn to live with. Uh, Thread of discontent because, throughout their lives because everything in their mind that they want to achieve is improbable <laughs> given the level of desire that they have to achieve, that there are certain things they will achieve and there are certain things they won't. I wonder if that's true of you, if that was true of you before COVID or if any of that has changed for you since COVID.
1: So I would say that I have been successful beyond my wildest imagination. Um, I was always motivated and driven as a child and as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but owning my own business was the first time in my life where I could, where I honestly saw that the harder I worked, the more money I made. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I like to tie it back to my childhood. And my, my parents were very frugal. Mm-hmm. And we only got presents for Christmas and New Year, I mean Christmas and birthday, and okay. my sister was a year older than I was, and so I never got new clothes. I just wore her clothes when she, they when they didn't fit her anymore mm-hmm. and those that type of uh you know childhood led me to want more yeah you know, I sure. wanted and and what we used to do for vacations is we used to go camping now, I love camping, and it mm-hmm. was so much fun, and i wouldn't change that for a world, but as a kid i'm like wow, I wonder what it would be like to stay in a hotel. Yeah, right. I wonder what it would be like to have a new car and to eat in restaurants. <laughs> right. So that was, Those were some of the feelings that drove me and mm-hmm. put that fire in my belly to want more. Mm-hmm. And um, I found that at Rest in the Museum. So when, when the first year we were in business, we had five cars and we thought, oh my God, what if one day, we have 10 cars.
0: Yeah. That
1: was our dream was to have 10
0: cars. And now you have 400 and, or yeah, 250. 250.
1: <laughs> so about a year later, we had 10 cars and we're like, oh my God, do you think we're going to get to 15? Our wow. dream was to get to 15 cars. <laughs> if you
0: had told me then
1: that one day I would have 250 cars, I would have said, what are you smoking? Y-
0: yeah. Yeah. For I sure. Never,
1: I never would have believed that that could have happened to me. But I was happy with 10, 15 cars and the lifestyle that I had at that level. Uh-huh. Um so yes, it's it's been an amazing, an amazing journey, lots of ups, lots yeah. of downs. And um, but I think I think something that you're gonna find really crazy that I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. Is that honestly, even with all of this success, that I can now really honestly say, yes, I've been successful. Mm-hmm. I had no confidence in myself and I didn't believe in myself for, for, for 15 years Mm. because my, my ex-husband actually verbally and emotionally abused me every single day.
0: Mm. So, so how did you keep pushing in, in the face of that lack of confidence? So when he stopped
1: working at the office, it gave me the freedom to sort of be myself uh, at the office and do things my way. And, um, things got so much better with him not there because he was ki- he was kind of a, an owner of a company that acted more like a dictator. Okay. Whereas I was more of a collaborator and, um, you know, I treated people better and I, uh,
0: I was, I was somebody they wanted to work for and things started to really improve. So you had some emotional, some headspace, well, literally physical space, which freed up the emotional and headspace for you to begin to be freed from that berating voice outside of you.
1: Right. So when I was at work, I was happy. I felt successful Mm -hmm. and I was confident in my ability to run the business. When I went home, I was told that I was stupid. Mm. I was told that everything was my fault. and But I didn't want anyone to know that that's what I dealt with at home. How long did you um, hide that? A long time. Uh, yeah. 20 years. I hid I mm. that. And so I want to tell you, I, I had a breakthrough moment. Okay. So yeah. In 2007 I joined Vistage which is a CEO membership organization. Okay. And um it was quite expensive to join. I think I had to pay $3000 to join and then it's like 1500 a month.
0: Oh wow. But okay. You
1: you take a day off of work every month and you go to an offsite retreat with 18 CEOs. Mm-hmm. And you sit in that room for for the day and you have a speaker that teaches you something, you know, really good sort of Harvard MBA quality speakers. Mm-hmm. And then in the afternoon you solve each other's business problems. Mm. And when I joined that group, I felt like such an imposter. I thought, Oh my God, I was the only woman. And I'm like, I don't even want to open my mouth. God knows what's going to come out of it. I just, I just wanted <laughs> to
0: be quiet and listen. Well, years of hearing that message too, that that's what you were supposed to do. So uh, about three years into
1: that group, um, one day we had to write down on a little piece of paper what we thought of each of the other people. And then you got your little pile of notes and you mm. could see what people thought of you, but you didn't know who wrote the notes. Okay. And one of the guys in the room said that I was the smartest person in the room. Wow. And it completely blew my mind. Like I knew I wasn't the smartest person in the room, but if one person felt that way, yeah, it like was a complete breakthrough moment for me, mm. which was also uh, within about six months of that was when I started Sterling Women. Okay. And the success of Sterling Women blew me away too. Yeah. And so I had these two breakthrough moments. I had somebody thought I was smart mm-hmm. and Sterling Women was successful beyond my imagination. And I started thinking to myself, you know what? I don't think I am stupid. Yeah. You know, and maybe I should start getting credit for what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe I shouldn't allow anyone to treat me the way he's treating me. Right. And that's when I decided I was willing to lose everything and ask for a divorce. And I have to say those three years were toxic. Mm. It was really hard. He didn't want to get divorced. He, you know, he made it very difficult for me. Mm. But I broke through and I got divorced. I got a loan. I bought him out of the company. And, um, there's a whole another beautiful story about how that all went down, um, where I think, I think angels were out there helping me. Yeah. And, um, and here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm now old enough to say that, yes, I've been successful, um, but it hasn't been easy. And I've had a lot of, uh, challenges along the way, but there's something in me that still drives me and Mm -hmm. I, I don't let that stuff bring me down.
0: Yeah well it's it 's very evident in your uh, you know ability to have a business that 's continuing to um, thrive and grow. What I really liked is how you said this revealed some opportunities of refinement for the company where you could make it even stronger. Um, let me ask you this question before we hear a little bit more about rest and limousine and what you can do for our listeners but what 's the most um, impactful thing that you have learned during this, you know, the thick of a global pandemic?
1: Wow, I've learned so many things. I've learned that you don't have to work uh, the amount of hours I used to work and that you really should take more time out to smell the roses Mm. and that it's okay to have, um, you know, a, a different... A different schedule. Uh, that, that's been really huge for me. Okay. Um, I think when the pandemic first hit, I felt like I had to be in the middle of everything. I had to be, you know, I, I, leading by example and supporting my team. And I've, I've started to give up on that a little bit. Like I've, I've been delegating more and uh, mm. it's been
0: beautiful to see them thrive and wow, so giving other people an opportunity to shine and put their gifts forward,
1: yes, um, and we're 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 looking at different ways of doing things than we ever have before. You know, my company got very big and it was very complicated mm. and lots of moving parts, mm. and it was becoming less and less profitable every year because it was just so complicated, you know I had work in Baltimore, Annapolis, West Virginia, Virginia Beach, and all over the DMV. I had multiple offices and multiple parking lots and managers and supervisors. And at the end of the day, we had created a very complicated business. And it was, we're open 24 seven. And so on Mondays, you get to work and you're two days behind. So a lot of things had kind of fallen through the cracks. And it's been a blessing to downsize the business downsize and right size the business. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to manage a, I don't know, maybe we'll do uh, 15 million this year instead of 30, but it's a, it's a lot easier to manage a smaller business, especially yeah. when you've gone from such a big and complicated business to yeah. one that now we can uncomplicate. Yeah. And we Can revise and redo Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the first things I did was we're going to get rid of paper. We're going to be paperless. We're going to be streamlined. We're going to we're going to do everything electronically so that we can work from home.
0: Wow! And
1: I had a lot of people working for me that were kind of old school and <laughs> wanted the paper trail. Yeah. And I've been able to shift their minds because wow. now they want to work from home too. Well, and so I think not-
0: that's a critical learning piece right there of of eliminating this idea that just because this is the way it's done does not mean it's necessarily the most beneficial to me and my business.
1: So that's been huge. has been, um, you know, these initiatives that we, we started to just become a company that can be more remote. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone's doing it. It's just, it's not just rest in the museum. Sure. Um,
0: so, so that, tell us what, what's the focus right now of Reston Limousine? Like what are you guys doing now and will that look different do you feel like going forward or has this focus created a new focus in services for Reston Limousine?
1: So universities are our biggest niche. We have six universities that use us. George Mason is my largest client um, that, with about 25 buses for them. So right now we're ramping up for the fall. Um, only two universities are coming back. The rest are going to stay virtual, mm. but the universities that are coming back need extra equipment so that they can provide social distancing. Yeah. So right now we are installing plexiglass shields in, in the vehicles, protecting <laughs> the driver and protecting each passenger. We're all, we also have more mobile wash crews so that all of our, we used to wash our equipment once a week, free of charge. Now we're washing it every single day. And the customer's paying for that, so mm. all of those um, protocols have changed um we we ordered and received these electrostatic uh, sprayers um that are very expensive and hard to find because of the pandemic sure. um, but the the vehicles are being sprayed daily, and so um Right now we're ramping up to be able to open the universities actually on, on Monday they're going okay. to be opening and we're going to be shuttling the students around wow. uh, with all these new protocols, uh, which have been, you know, we've been working on this for, for months. Yeah. And we had to rehire about um, I don't know, 80 drivers. Mm. Um, and you know, I'm very, I'm very touched that most of my drivers came back, oh, you know, I didn't okay. have to go out and look for new people. Yeah. So that was a blessing as well. So yeah, we're pretty busy right now. Our biggest concern is that, you know, we open up and ramp up and get everything in place. And then the month into the school year, the schools shut down again, which is what happened in the spring. So when I say every day is different and we never know what's coming, it's, 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 it's a lot to kind of figure out where we are and what's, what's going on because there's no way to predict it.
0: No, there's not, but there is a way to prepare. Is there
1: not? Well, there's a, there's a way to, are, are you saying there's a way to prepare if they all shut
0: down? I, I guess I'm asking you because you're so successful. It, this is not the first life speed bump that you've run into um, and it's probably not going to be the last, um, but you figure it out. I guess my point is that you're not flying blindly, not thinking about the potential everything to shut down and not having ideas kind of germinating in your mind in the process of what if and answering those what if questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, we um, we have some other really cool initiatives here. I mean, I just hired an outside salesperson and I've never had one. And I am Mm -hmm. personally coaching and mentoring him to reach out to everyone in my network to just touch base, Mm -hmm. see how they're doing. Uh, make sure they know everything that we offer. We know people aren't booking a lot of transportation right now, but we're building a database uh, of of potential clients so that when business comes back, you know, we'll be top of mind.
0: Okay.
1: Um, So I'm really excited about that initiative too. Yeah. So we have a lot going on. And um, I do also want to say that not one of those 450 employees has the virus. And, Wow. I like to say angels are always watching over me and
0: yeah. nothing makes me happier than my employees being safe and sure. happy. Yeah. Wow, and being able to continue doing what you're doing. So now do you do Also, transportation to and from the airport. I know that I actually walk with a gentleman at the dog park every morning who works for TSA, and he's so he gives us the little heads up on how traffic at the airport is going, and he says it keeps steadily increasing. So um, that is a service that you provide as well? Absolutely. We do airport
1: transportation. Uh, Right now, we are uh, driving a lot of pilots. There's a lot of private jets being uh, chartered. Mm-hmm. And so we provide transportation for, for, for pilots. A lot of them will fly into Dulles and then they'll need a ride out to BWI. Uh, okay. And so I'm doing like 10 trips for pilots every single day. Wow. Um, we drive a lot of doctors. Doctors mm-hmm. are still needing transportation. Um, other than that, we're doing a lot of wine tours. Uh, wine tours oh. are very popular right now because people can just go out to a winery and sit outside. Yeah. Um, so wine tours are very busy. We actually did four weddings last weekend. So business is definitely Mm. picking up. Okay. Um, we also, we're doing a lot of out of town trips. There's this one gentleman client I have whose mother is in a nursing home in New York City. Mm -hmm. And about every two weeks, he hires us to drive him up there to see his mom.
0: Oh, wow. And,
1: and then, um, he'll stay with her for five or six hours. And then we drive him back here. A lot of people would rather have a driver than get on a train or an airplane right now. So yeah. there's a lot of out-of-town trips that we're doing, um, and uh, I, I mean, I even did a, this is a crazy story, I did a job for a um, um, a, re, um, a home builder, mm-hmm. and they hired a 25-passenger bus for about 10 hours, and they only had five people on the bus, but they wanted to social distance. Mm-hmm. And they paid $2,700 for that bus. And I'm like, nobody would ever spend that kind of money before the pandemic. Right, for you know, five so, people. <laughs> right. Um, in fact, you know, we also pivoted to driving people that um, have COVID. So the city of Alexandria mm-hmm. hired us to pick up people that have, have um, tested positive, mm-hmm. and then we drive them somewhere to be quarantined. And so what we did to, to qualify for that. Is we 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 put these patients in a in a van and they sit in the back row of the van. Okay. And we have a plexiglass uh, protector for the driver, mm-hmm. and the customer is also giving us medical grade PPE. So my driver is wearing medical grade PPE, mm-hmm. and then they also give us another set of the medical grade PPE, which my my detailer will wear okay. when she washes the vehicle. Wow. So um, just to give you another idea that that type of transportation pre COVID would have cost about a hundred dollars. Um, but because of COVID, um, it's $300. Mm. And, um, and, and the customer doesn't care. They just need someone to do this. Sure. And, um, but I did that so that I could pay my driver very well because I don't want my, if I'm paying my drivers three times, what they would normally get.
0: They're assuming risk. Yeah. I'm paying them
1: five times what they would normally get. (laughs) I want to make sure that they, you know, don't regret. Yeah. Um, In fact, I have another customer that is a construction company, mm-hmm. and three times we've had to quarantine my drivers and take the buses out of service because somebody on the bus tested positive. Okay. But I'm happy to say, once again, because everyone's wearing a mask, yeah, my drivers have been fine. Wonderful. So I think that's really good information.
0: Yeah. No, that's fantastic. So people can feel safe using your services. Christina, do you have something that you can offer our listeners here today that uh, even if they refer somebody to you, what um, what do you have to offer them so that they can do business with you?
1: So I realize that you are um, all over the world with your podcast. Mm-hmm. And so um, unfortunately, I can only offer something to people that live in D.C., Maryland or Virginia. But if that's you live okay. in Maryland or Virginia... I would like to offer 20% off um, our services, wow. uh, whether it's an airport ride or a wine tour or whatever you
0: may need. Wow. Uh,
1: we'd love to offer 20% off.
0: Uh, so, sign me um, up for the wine tour. <laughs> yeah. And, ready. Uh, I'm so ready. Where do you do those quickly? Where do you do the wine tours? Oh, my gosh. We do them everywhere. We do them all over Virginia. We do Do you the, do them in Charlottesville?
1: We do. Oh. We go to Charlottesville. We go to all over Loudoun County. I mean, wineries are, are popping up on
0: every corner and they're just such a great experience. Yeah. Um, What's your minimum two. party for a wine tour? Two. <laughs> awesome. Okay, great.
1: Great. Oh, we have a lot of people going out to wineries right now with just two people in a car. Nice. And they don't want to drink and drive. Right. And, um,
0: you know, uh, that's it, perfect, Christina. It could
1: be two, it could be four, six, eight, ten. We can do up to, well, I don't know how many people want to get on a bus with 50 people right now, but um, I don't. An average bus <laughs> is like 25 passengers. Okay. So you could probably put 10 people in there and, yeah. and be fine. And be fine.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Christina, this has been um, so fantastic. What I really love is just your candor and your um, ability to shift back and forth between the Kind of natural fears and emotions that come up, particularly for women, for being vulnerable and sharing with us about your experience of what was happening behind closed doors and this lack of confidence and not really believing in yourself, despite the evidence to the contrary, despite the success evidence to the contrary. And I think that uh, the women listening uh, can relate to that. Um, A lot of times the dressing. The outside looks really good and the inside can be hurting and in pain. So thanks for sharing that with us. Um, how can our listeners reach out to you? What's the best way to access services?
1: So my website is uh, www.restinlimo.com. We made it easy like that because nobody can spell limousine. So <laughs> right. it's so easy. And then my name is Christina with a K at restinlimo.com. And I've had that email address 25 years. So awesome. um, easy one to remember as well. Okay. And um, you can reach me 24 seven by email, you can check out our website. Uh, I would like to Perfect. add that we can actually provide a car anywhere in the world through an affiliate network. Okay. So um, if people are traveling to Paris or Dubai, and uh, would like to have a driver pick them up, we can do that as well. Perfect. Uh, We provide cars for our customers in other cities in the U.S. as well. So Mm -hmm. do a lot of work in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles um, through this network that we've built over time. And so we guarantee the service and you won't pay extra if you go through us.
0: Perfect. Christina, as we close out today, I ask every guest that I have on the show the same question, and I will continue to ask you today. So if you could leave one truth with the women listening that you want them to remember the minute this episode ends and for weeks to come, what would that be?
1: When I got divorced, I was looking for love in all the wrong places mm. and make, making not making the best decisions and decided to take a, a year off without dating. And I br- I'm bringing this up because I heard you speak, uh, Sherry. And uh, yeah, that, that one year of not dating and just being by myself. Yeah. Was the best year of my life. Yeah. And I'm it in it into, right now. It is it it the turns, best. Year. It turned into three years. Uh, yeah. I had literally have not dated for three years. And it's like what I have learned, I have learned to love myself. Yes. And, I've learned that I don't need a man to be happy. Yes. And that has been the biggest gift of my life is that I'm enough and I can have a great time just by myself.
0: Yeah.
1: I have a great,
0: great kids, great support system, great life hey, friends, who would have thought we would have heard that the greatest gift you can ever get or give yourself is to learn to love yourself from Christina Bawiri, owner of Reston Limousine, founder of Sterling Women All Around, superpower, superwoman. So happy to have her on the show. And you know why? It's not because Christina is special or different than you. Actually, it's because Christina represents me and you. She's that woman who was brave enough to be vulnerable and honest and come on the show and share some of those dark spaces in our minds where we can go and how they have the potential to hold us back. I do hope that you have been encouraged by hearing how Christina chooses to thrive in the thick of it and how you can choose to thrive in the face of any fears or challenges, be they mental or physical that you have. My friends, please do respond to Christina's offer. Hey, take you and a bestie or three besties if you're like me. Book your private winery tour right now through Rest and Limousine. Listen, Christine is a great woman to do business with. You've already heard her heart. So let's go ahead and get together and support her and have fun in the process and claim your 20% off what a huge offer all you have to do to get the details in the promo code is text the word limo l-i-m-o to 540 if you're in the dc maryland virginia area i highly encourage you to check out this offer support christina and go have fun with you and your friends would you like to receive some additional thriving thoughts straight from me to your text messaging inbox well, use that same number and text the word THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, four zero three six nine twenty one thirty nine, and you'll receive three Thriving Thoughts per week straight from me. And guess what? You can even respond to me and I'll respond back. It's super fun. I'd love to have you as part of that community. Be sure to tune in this Wednesday for another episode from me. You never know what you're going to get, but you're always going to know that it's truth over lies. So my friends, Till next time, please do remember to speak truth over the lies so you can thrive in any and every circumstance.